<laughs> What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Live Bay Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to our show, have you been living under a rock? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Welcome. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So whether you work for yourself or someone else, this podcast is for you. Hey guys, this is Mike and Shauna Jones. We are the owners of Live Bay Lash. Not for long. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> our heart is to share with you guys our uphill battle in the slash industry and to give you guys a real raw version of what things are really like. I messed up something. You probably did. Okay, it's okay. And I don't have my wedding ring on today. Oh, I was going to think you're a skeezer. I know. It's okay. All right. Um, I, I screwed up my line. I can't believe that. I'm really off the board today. I got the worst sleep last night. It's all right. Anyways, you guys get it. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about selling Live Bay Lash. But before we jump into that, uh, we ha- I know everybody's like in suspense right now. I know. I love I it. I love it. Before we jump into that, we got some classes coming up. We're going to be in San Diego, November 16th. Listen. I don't know if they're going to be closing San Diego back down or not. I know we they should went know to, by Tuesday. I think. Yeah, I know that they went to a purple level purple. They're in color codes there. Uh, if they can't get it to drop back down to red, they're going to close a lot of the indoor stuff. So we might have to just do this out of the uh, Airbnb we rented. <laughs> we'll figure that part out as we go. Okay, but we still plan on going to that class. We still, Sean and I are still planning on being at that class. Uh, so please, if you get a chance, you want to, and this isn't like a normal, we pop it and wave on Friday. We're going to be there for a couple of days during the week so we can spend time with you guys. Uh, Las Vegas, that one is set up for November 16th as well. That one might be getting pushed back just a week, uh, not because of COVID, but because of construction. We're just finishing up the training center. Uh, we're going to be in Denver, December 7th. It's Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, December 7th. I don't know why I thought of that. It's also my brother's birthday, randomly. Uh, Phoenix, December 14th. Las Vegas again, uh, December 14th. Houston, January 4th. Tampa, January 11th. Atlanta, January 18th. And Nashville, January 25th. I'm actually excited about that one. We'll probably go to that one, too. I love Nashville. I do, too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we still have some online VR classes coming up on November 17th and 18th. We also have our online platform, which is kind of like a mastermind session slash discount code slash uh, monthly tutorial. Yeah, we have our monthly membership. So basically, you get two free uh, full-length tutorials per month. You guys get 20% off. You guys get a free gift each month. Um, Mike and I go live twice a month with you. And then you have access to Mike and I. So it's like a mentorship, I like to call it. Um, You know, whether you're just starting out or whether you're, you know, flipping to all business, like the business side of everything, you have access to, you know, pick our brains. We're here to help you, um, you know, make your business successful. And especially Mike and I coming from absolutely nothing and growing the business into an eight-figure company, I think it's just amazing opportunity. It's 99 a month. You can cancel at any time if, you know, after the first month you're like, yeah, they suck, then um, that's not true. But then you can cancel at any time. So it's yeah. cool. Uh, and then as far as Canada goes, um, we are still planning on moving forward in Canada. Yes. So we originally sent our essential workers <laughs> over the border from the American side and uh, they sent them back. Yeah. So they had, had everything set up in place. For some reason, they are just not letting anybody in right now. Due to COVID. Yeah, we didn't have like an IRCC document basically from their government stating they were official. So they were complete 
um, gentleman at the border too. We appreciate <laughs> yeah, we that. appreciate you officer. Being, yeah. What was his name? I don't know. <laughs> Dick Watt. Yeah. We um, appreciate you. Wow. We appreciate you sending them back. Yeah. Um, they were so rude. They were like acting like they were like smuggling cocaine in their butts. I'm like, yeah. seriously? Like they're just trying, like they are essential, but anyways, nightmare. Yeah. So, so we have somebody from the Canadian side down here right now. Yes. Learning the ropes. Learning the so, ropes. So we're still planning on. I'm not going to give a date because everybody keeps like literally like, I thought you said November 1st. We're so, trying. So we're we want trying. you guys to know we're trying November first um no i mean i mean we're trying for november but the big but when we yeah. send this person back to canada to finish setting everything up they she still to has to quarantine for 14 days the government's going to make random house check-ins make sure that she's sticking to the quarantine so we're getting plan. there so just know that's the update it's not like really any it's not anyone's fault it's covid's so and if we can't open by black friday maybe we'll do a black friday in december yeah we'll do some type we'll do of something. opening discount cool thing so just yeah. please be patient we're trying yeah. COVID's really put a damper on a lot of things. <laughs> uh, okay, I think it was everything, right? Yep. Okay, jumping into the episode. Now that everybody sat through announcements. They love that part. Yeah. I can't wait for all the pins and needles. Uh, why we decided to sell Live Bay. Mm. So. So. It's for sale. We'll see you later. <laughs> uh, so. So this is actually pre-COVID. This is Everybody, pre-COVID, yeah. I've had so much hate mail from all these like um, DMs with like fake pictures and stuff like, oh, wait till all the girls... You know, find out you're selling uh, Live Bay, and it's like, well, this was this wasn't because of COVID. This was actually before COVID. Yeah. So yes, we had the salons on the market back in the very, very beginning of the year. The salons only, not the product line, not the classes. So we had our salons for sale for what, almost five million. It's like four point four point seven five seven five, which they had great financials, years of financials for it, and this was for all three locations. Uh, people ask, why would you sell your salons if they're profitable? So this was not a uh, decision based on like, we just want to get out of the salon game. This was purely based on we were getting into manufacturing and the equipment we're buying and building is very expensive. And so we were trying to liquidate some things that could help us continue to keep growing, keep going on the path we we're going. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we went through the financials, had had some very lucrative offers, believe yeah. it or not. I'm <clears throat> Listen, I'm from Ohio. You know, <clears throat> I never came from a money background. Four point seven five million dollars is even after even after capital gains and paying your broker fees. Um, that's a lot of money. So I mean, we're both like I grew up in upstate New York, like way more poor than Mike. So that kind of money is definitely yeah a big chunk of change. Yeah, so tell them what happened. So um, you know, it, it's funny because even like when we first started, we did our first IBS show. We had people coming to us, like investors, people who wanted to franchise, and um, I'm a huge. Con- control freak if you don't know that already (laughs) so um it's for us to even have our salons on the market was very very uncomfortable but exciting for me um and so anyways we had we had multiple offers we had cash offers um we had people who were trying to finance um, from other states to finance move in from other states to finance and we went through um many you know many different investors who were interested um, I guess what happened was it just kind of boiled down to, um, I don't even know how I can, it's like someone taking over like your baby. You know, you, it, if you think about selling a business, you think of the business side of it, right? We, we had a couple people that wanted to take over. I don't want to, I gotta be careful how I word it. Um, you, there was no way to separate the brand, right? Like we were still live bay. Yeah. And we were keeping our products live bay and keeping our classes live bay. But they wanted the actual name. Like they wanted to legally own the name if they were paying that kind of money. 
And so they wanted to basically take over the salons and own the trademark, and which you know we just went through a trademark <laughs> lawsuit a year yeah. ago. They wanted to legally own all the goodwill, URLs, everything. And there wasn't really like a clean way to separate the two. And then there was the other issue of if these people buy it, what if they run our salons into the ground? Yeah. Who who is people who are people going to come back to? Hey, Mike and Shauna, you you guys is well, we sold the salons. Oh yeah, it would still live, eh? Yeah, it was just it was it was a messy breakup. And but then we could have made it work, but it would still be like a marriage, which I was kind of okay with because I would still have like my hand in the pot and we would be probably paid like a consulting fee or something to stay on as a face since we are it is our brand. Um but then it's finding somebody that you're like able to work with. And that was a very that was very difficult for me because when you are talks of like four point seven five million um you know a lot of them were and i'm not being sexist at all but a lot of them were male and it's just more zero about salon experience zero clearly zero salon experience and deep pockets but they didn't have the heart for the company and so for me that was very difficult because it's like sexual harassment suits no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> especially if they yeah especially if they're like good looking dudes that were single um, Pulling up in Lamborghinis. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> difficult decision. Um, but yeah, so it's almost like it's like, you know, let's I hate to even say this, but it's almost like, OK, if I was like dying of cancer and I was trying to like pick out like the next wife for Mike, right, to like take care of my babies. <laughs> right. Bad analogy. I hope that never happens. I would oh, never man. pick out a wife. She's going to kill me in my sleep just because yeah. she said that. Yeah. I had no part of it. <laughs> but what I'm and saying I'm going to get beat up tonight. No. She's like, Remember that time that I said about <laughs> shopping for a wife and then and then you were like completely silent. But I know you were thinking about it. <laughs> dead i'm like oh what? no but i'm saying so you're like so i would be like shopping for a wife to like take care of my kids once i pass like that's kind of what i felt like because i was like god this is my baby and like these people with no experience and they don't even have love for the Blood, artist or tears. everything is like yeah so after a lot of thoughts you know um it just it, it didn't even seem right but then you know um a reason and i'm just being completely transparent for me you know thinking and pushing myself over that line to sell it is like you know, working with over, you know, 70 lash artists, right? Um, most and of them being girls, female. And front desk girls. It can be very difficult, you know. And um, Mike and I spend so much money on marketing and we've always gone through this thing of like, you know, people blocking off and our money going down the toilet. And we really respect and I would like to say that we really do like most of the girls that work for us. But it came a point too where it was like a huge dip where we were just like being disrespected in a way with people blocking off and, you know, everything we do for them, like the snack carts and the $30,000 Christmas parties and all that stuff. It wasn't being reciprocated. And um, after a while, I felt a little disrespected and, um, the circle got smaller with the people I liked. I hate to say that, but well, here's the thing. This is what they don't. This is what they don't tell you when you open a salon, right? In the beginning, when we opened our first one, which was just an office space that we called a salon, you know, you, you form a close bond. You get people that like lash artists that, and we couldn't even hire lash artists. We tried. Nobody wanted to work for us because we were new. Nobody knew who we were. We mm -hmm. couldn't get quality ones. So we had to basically train, foster teach these girls from scratch. They had no clients. We had to fight tooth and nail to get them every client they ever had. And I think they respected us because we fought so hard for them to get them to a point where they were making a good living. But here's what happens. This is what you'll, you're you going to see in, in any business. There's going to come a point in time where you are, they say, you know, heavy is the, the head that wears the crown, right? So you're literally, you're, you're the top of the food chain. You're the one making all the decisions. They start sitting around doing their own little entrepreneur math, thinking that they're like, well, if I'm making three grand a week, you know, and they're making another three, I could be making six. 
But what they don't realize is that they, they can shut off and go home after at four o'clock. You're the one fielding complaints till midnight. You're the one going in after hours doing a removal because some girl had an allergic reaction and needs to go to the ER and she's freaking out. You're the one spending the money in the marketing. You're the one taking the crappy, you know, Yelp reviews. You're the one refunding people if they're just not happy. You're the one eating the free fills. You're you know, like, there's so much that goes into it. Buying the products for them that they just the recliners steal. that break all the broken time. broken recliners. The girls steal product, run out with a bottle of glue, run out with lash like or trash the floor. There's <clears> glue <throat> all over the yeah. floor. It's like it be, it becomes especially when we build up as much as we have with as many lash artists as we have. Well, it's, it's not just that. Also, so they see that. And then they leave and they take all those clients that you paid for and bought and gave to them, trusting them. And so even if you have the dopest non-compete out there, you know, you make them sign a non-compete, it's going to go to court and the judge is going to go, what are you going to sue them for? Like, yes, you can they make have the, run to life. They yeah. don't even own anything. Yeah. You can, you can literally, you know, you can make their life hell. You can sue them and make them pay for a lawyer and go through depositions and cost them some you know, some nuisance fees, but other than that, what are you going to assume for? Yeah. And I think it got to a point where Sean and I went from, like she said, you, you have these relationships and people that are behind you and supporting you to stab you in the back, like Caesar, literally going and stab you in the back and take the clients and, you know, and try and take your employees. And it's like a vicious cycle of doing it over yeah. and over. So you're all of a sudden you're building this vocational school for girls to learn how to be lash artists and take clients and use you as a stepping stone over and over. And so I think a combination of us trying to get the manufacturing going, being frustrated with, you know, that, you know, getting stabbed in the back over and over. I think it was a lot of things collectively that brought us to that point. But at the end of the day, like Chana said, we have a responsibility to those who work for us. And so I think that was the hardest thing to pull the trigger and just let some reckless random person come in and buy it who knew nothing or didn't have a love or a passion for it. They could have ran that thing into the ground. And at the end of the day, for as frustrated as we get, we still do have love for the people that work for us. If we didn't, we wouldn't spend the money we do on marketing. We wouldn't in 30,000 Christmas parties, more like $50,000 Christmas party. Yeah. We had a hell of a bar tab, but, um, <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. We get crazy. Bowling nights, everything. We yeah. Do, we do so much. I mean, purse giveaways. Yeah. Randomly just sending, like she said, the coffee carts in, buying food, buying Starbucks, you know, we, and it's hard Cash too because when you go through the cycle of so many people like screwing you over and leaving, it's really hard for those new people that come in to be like, okay, we're going to try this one more time, you know? And um, so there's That's a lot of, of insanity. Yeah, for sure. There's like a lot of like risk and love and, we, and we're always constantly doing it. We're like, okay, well, you know, not everyone is going to be like fucking Anna, you know, no offense, Anna, you know who you are. But, um, <laughs> but the thing is, is like, it, it doesn't matter. Cause no matter what, if there's fresh meat that comes to live bay, we're going to give them the trust. We're going to give them the love. We're not going to let all of the other people who screwed us over, um, you know, jeopardize someone brand new that could be like, you know, an awesome person for the brand, you know? So we decided after a lot of consideration, um, that we, we were going to pull back on that and we're not going to sell the salons anymore and we're going to make it a whole and we're going to try this again and we're just going to, you know, keep moving forward because this is, everything's a brand. They all circle together and. Yeah, they all do feed off each other. Yeah. You know, and I guess there's any lesson to be learned in all this stuff. You know, at some point in time out there in your last career, no matter how far you advance, you, you might be successful, you might not be successful, but you are going to run into that thing where you're going to be like, my my people are loyal. They would never leave me. You know, I've sold them on the vision. I've, I give them extra bonuses. I buy them extra stuff. Just know that 
for every one person you think that in your location that's loyal, there are three more that are looking for ways to screw you over or yeah. steal from you. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'd love to believe that every one of the people that come to that door that work for us are amazing, are amazing has our best interest, and they're not taking clients to their home and doing them on the side. And, yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, we've been through this so many times. It, not, nothing phases me anymore. No, like no we, way. We, we've gone through this so many times, but just know that you're going to be you're going to be burned, you know, no matter who you think. I, I've had some people that I've, I would consider like good friends. We've made friends with their husbands and, and their kids and hung out with them and turned around. They've, they've left us and taken clients and had a plot the whole time and yeah. stole clients for like two months right off underneath us. And like it, I've seen it, I've seen it happen so many times. So just know, um, you know, if you're planning on being a salon owner and you're planning on going down that road, is it lucrative? Can you make money? hundred percent. But just know there's going to be aggravation because you never know who's trying to secretly plot against you with it. Yeah. I will say, like, on a positive note, though, going through, you know, people interested in our business, like, for me, like, you ask my husband. He'll be like, he said this the other day. He's like, God, aren't you just so proud of us? Like, like, do you remember when we were stealing creamer in the office and we were eating bologna sandwiches and we just had no money? We'd be rolling and We couldn't change. even afford creamer. We'd go to Coinstar and it'd be like, oh, yeah, you got like 10 bucks. And we'd be like, sweet. Um, so, but he's like, aren't you just so proud? And it's very hard for me to step back and be like that. Cause I'm always just like, let's just move forward. Come on. We're just going to take over the world. You know, my husband's really good at like, you know, deflecting like, God, look at this, whatever. But through the process, it's crazy. Cause we had buyers who were just like, wow, this is like so amazing. And it, it kind of put things into perspective. Like, Dude, you know what? People offered us more money. Yeah. They wanted it on the warehouse. They, they wanted want... it in on everything. And so to <laughs> the me, little kid me is like, Oh yeah, I can have a Lamborghini. I can, I can <laughs> no. have a million bucks in the no. bank. Woo-hoo. No. You know what I mean? Like, no. it was hard. It was hard. I'm not gonna lie. It was. It was tempting. If someone if someone opened a briefcase and was like, "Here, here's ten or fifteen million dollars cash," you'd be like, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> "Wow, white trash lottery!" Yeehaw. Yeah. No, I know. And plus, like, you know, we were thinking too, like, hey, we're parents, like, it'd be nice to maybe just sell off a little bit and just relax. But, you know, the money was going towards manufacturing. But the positive is it was really nice. It gave me a good perspective, like, wow, we really do have something amazing. And so it was nice to go through all of those, you know, deep pockets. And they're like, wow, you guys, this is pretty crazy. You guys, you know, did a good job. Yeah, we, uh, the manufacturing stuff, my wife always wants me to keep it kind of top secret because we are Working on some crazy stuff that's going to be an ga- absolute game changer. Uh, I had saw somebody in one of those comments. I think it was Lash Artist Lounge or something. Somebody took a cheap shot about Live Bay. Like they always do. Like they always do. And it's fine. I understand people are haters and hi, haters. Yeah, <laughs> we used kidding. to be you too when yeah. we didn't have any money. I, I, I understand. Bad. So there's a few there's a few haters out there. But someone someone stuck up for us. And they're like, you know, Mike and Shauna are real pioneers. And they're really trying to trying to do some big stuff in this industry and someone's like pioneers. They only came out of left field like four years ago. All they, they haven't done anything. So just so you know, hater number 44 <laughs> that said that we are working on something so top secret that it's going to literally change and revolutionize the lash industry. So I see you. Yeah. I plan. I look very forward to proving you wrong. Yeah. I can't wait till you start buying um, our products and we get to brand it for you. I can't wait to see your Put logo. your name on it. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I read those comments just so you know. Yeah. I know I say I don't let them bother me, but I take them to heart. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's it. I'm kidding. So, you know what? Sometimes it feels good to be petty. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it feels good to just take the low I road. I never hear my husband say that either. He's always screaming at me. No, listen, I'm I'm happy. I kidding. like that. I'm actually I'm... like super love that. You She's turned on. I it's am. red panty night at the Joneses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. I like black. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm kidding. Listen, hey, listen. At the end of the day, we're human too. Okay. Yeah. You can stand up there and deflect and shield and protect and give words of wisdom, but sometimes, you know, you want to turn around and just <laughs> let, talk let, shit back. Yeah. I think we do a pretty good job for the most part for for some of the hate and stuff we get once in a while. But yeah. We're human too, guys. We are. I promise. We <laughs> we we hurt and cried too. Yeah. We bury it deep inside. Yeah. Take it to the grave. Mm-hmm. My heart attack. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all we got for you guys today. <laughs> As always, you know, make sure if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, join our Facebook group, The Lash T, T-E-A. You know what's wild? The Lash T is up to 20,000 members right now. That's amazing. We started that last summer. Yeah. And then I, and like I think the biggest one I've seen out there is what, Lash Artist Lounge? I don't know. They kicked They're me like out. They're like 30-some thousand. I, I fully predict we're going to catch them. Yeah, next. I'm excited. It's a lot to babysit, though. I'm like deleting comments left and right. But yeah, I'm excited. It's yeah, great. Just know it's a support group, not a mean girls group. Please, yeah. no bullying. Go to Lash Artist Lounge if you want to be a mean girl. Yeah. That's my <laughs> All right. advice for you. All okay, right. thank you, guys. I think we fired enough shots for today. <laughs> Until then, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. <laughs>